Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, December 19th, as the countdown to Christmas rolls on. Countdown to the Christmas break for the National Hockey League, uh, as there are just five days of NHL puck action remaining before we get to the uh, Christmas break. Uh, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Monday card. Uh, in terms of the uh, Ice Guys show schedule, we'll still be with you weekdays this week. Uh, every day we'll have shows Monday to Friday because we do have games uh, right through until Friday. So we'll still be here every day this week. We've got guests planned for the next four days after today. We've got uh, Jacob Legacy uh, playing pro hockey over in Germany, drafted by the Buffalo Sabres. He'll be joining us on the show tomorrow. We've got our good friend Nate Rapensky, who's been on the show a bunch of times, and Jimmy Murphy with us on Wednesday's show. Uh, we've got Jonathan Hardy on the program, pro hockey player and also a university player at New Brunswick uh, on Thursday. And then Friday, we've got one of our favorite guests, viewers, listeners, you name it, on the ice guys of our great family and community that we've built here. Melissa Cunningham joining us on Friday to help us break down the Friday card, the final NHL card before uh, the Christmas break. So busy week of shows ahead. Uh, we're going to be brief with the recap last night. There was only, or yesterday, there was only a few games. Great game, by the way, Pittsburgh and Carolina. And those two teams are going to do battle again on Thursday. Uh, a nice comeback win for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in that game. I guess a bit of a surprise that Casey DeSmith uh, was in net for the uh, Penguins uh, yesterday. But nevertheless, it was a great hockey game. Two teams playing great, and Carolina got the victory. Pittsburgh, after the game, Alex, bemoaning the mistakes they made in the third period that led to Carolina coming back and saying, we're looking forward to getting them again on Thursday night. So I don't want to say revenge spot, blindly bet Pittsburgh Thursday night, but they weren't very happy with the way they felt they didn't play well. Not that they gave the game away to Carolina, but they weren't happy with the way they finished that game. Obviously, they let the lead slip away in the third period, but definitely they're already eyeing that Thursday rematch, Alex. A great hockey game that was. Yeah, absolutely, and that's something that I took note of as well and, and kind of circled in my calendar because here's the thing, Carolina, their next game tomorrow night against New Jersey, that's for first place in the Metropolitan Division. So they've got some big, uh, big battles ahead, and maybe that's one where you know, like I said, coming off of how that game goes and then looking back into what could be a, a rapid revenge spot for Pittsburgh, at least in their minds, they have it circled and they, and they made that publicly known. So definitely something to keep uh, an, an, an ear out for. No question about that. Minnesota takes care of business against Ottawa 4-2 in the matinee affair over the Ottawa Senators. Great homestand for Minnesota. I mean, you couldn't ask for much better. Both ends of the ice. I mean, they played complete hockey. 200-foot game the entire team did uh, during that a home stand that was just a terrific uh, home stand for the Minnesota Wild, and they finish it with a nice win against Ottawa uh, last night. Calgary uh, with a, a victory against San Jose, much needed to snap that losing streak. Uh, we saw the Rangers. I don't think it could have been any easier uh, with the Rangers' puck line in the first period uh, as they ended up dismantling uh, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, last night at the uh, not-so-madhouse on Madison uh, in that game, uh, just uh, and look, the Rangers, I guess the Rangers little uh, malaise, funk, struggle, 
collapse. I mean, there were people that were legitimately concerned that for the Rangers just, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. Suddenly they haven't lost, you know, in several games in a row, and they look like they're getting their game back. And you want to fire Gerard Gallant, you fucking morons out there that said that. I got to rant about this for a second because you morons that said that Gerard Gallant's got to be fired. Do you know what he did the last few games and would think has spurred the Rangers on even further? He reunited the kid line. All right, so don't tell me this guy doesn't know how to coach or doesn't know how to make adjustments. That's what I heard some fool say a couple weeks ago on Twitter. He doesn't make adjustments. He keeps things the same all the time. He finally said, you know what? I'm ready to reunite a line that really drove my team in the playoffs last year. The kid line, we all remember who, Kako, Lafreniere, and Heedle. Heedle's healthy now. And look at what that line has done for the New York Rangers here in the last few games. So don't tell me this guy's not – uh, on the ball and can't coach and can't make adjustments and all of this nonsense I heard from not uh, a ton of people said it, but a couple yeah. were saying this about Gerard Gallant a couple weeks ago. And even though it wasn't the wide variety of people, the wide range of people, just the fact a couple people actually thought this of Gerard Gallant makes me think, what the hell are you watching? Do you, do you, do you really know this team well? Apparently not. Yeah, the thing that what I heard from most people, I know quite a few Ranger fans and talked to him, and the ones that wanted Gallant gone, they weren't questioning his coaching style. They were wondering if his voice got lost in the room, which I think that's what happened with him getting uh, booted out of you know Florida and Vegas. I think that's the case. It's not a, a question of his skill as a coach. It's more of whether or not his players are in tune with him or not. And I think they finally you know tuned him back in. And like I said, along with the changes and adaptations he's made to the lineup, now we're seeing this team play as well as we expected at the beginning of the year. Yeah, exactly. And now they're back on the beam again. And uh, uh, credit to someone I know, a good friend of mine, I do his show uh, every Friday over on the uh, Pub Sports radio channel, Jimmy the Bag. He jumped in on a New York Rangers to make the playoffs prop at minus 110. It was pretty much even money. Mm-hmm you know, about a week or so ago, just when they were starting to come out of their struggles and probably got a good price. And if they keep winning like this, you're not going to get that price uh, much longer. Uh, that is for sure. Yeah, I just did uh, edge work this morning. And uh, one of the, the guys, Andrew Walker, he took a shot with them 21 to one uh, to win the Stanley Cup. So, you know, yep. those few great futures. And, you know, I said two teams that are playing well right now that I like to meet at the end of the year was the Minnesota Wild and New York Rangers. You can get great futures value on both of those right now. Uh, both teams seem to finally have corrected the mistakes that they've been uh, dealing with in the first part of the season. Yeah, no question they have. Uh, it's been uh, certainly uh, it's been fun to watch the Rangers get their game back because, of course, as you know, they're my Stanley Cup finalist. Uh, as of the preview show earlier this year, I picked a Rangers-Flames Stanley Cup final. I'm waiting for both of those teams to get going. Uh, very disappointing to lose the best bet, I'll, I'll be honest. 3-2 Seattle. Uh, defeating Winnipeg, but the uh, best bet with the over falls short there. Actually, wasn't that bad of a game from uh, Dave Riddick last night, uh, although Winnipeg definitely ran out of gas. You know what? I missed an opportunity, too, as well with the uh, Seattle after the second period, maybe a live bet, because you could kind of sense it that Seattle's hanging around Winnipeg, the back end of the back-to-back after playing in Vancouver. Maybe they run out of steam a little bit, and that's exactly what happened. And Rick Bonus said it. We didn't have our legs in the third period, and that's when Seattle got the two goals and turned a deficit into a victory. And that's how Seattle beats teams, too, with their speed and their skill, and, and they can wear you down late. And, and that's yeah, something to, to make a note of. Look for live wagers with Seattle trailing or tied in the second and third periods. You might uh, come up more profitable than not. And, it, you know, that game frustrated me because I went I went 3-1-2 and two yesterday. Three goals 
basically separated me from that record and a six and zero record. I needed one more in the in the Rangers Blackhawks second period. Seven, <laughs> ironically enough, seven goals in that game. Three of them come in the first, and only two total uh, in that second period. Needed one to get that first period over with Jets and Kraken. That was a one nothing game. Like I said Riddick uh, actually made some decent saves in that first period, and they came out of there with a the one nothing lead. And then of course that push. And that was a lucky push with uh, when it, with uh, Minnesota and Ottawa. It was a 3 nothing game for pretty much most of the first 40 minutes of play. Uh, so lucky to get that 4-2 even in a push, but one more goal that easily could have been on over. So a, a good night overall. But, uh, you know, yes, Seattle's definitely one of those teams that I have circled with live wage. Chicago and New York, that was a live over that I cashed after that one nothing. I mentioned that on the show yesterday. There's definitely some teams and spots now. Uh, I talked about Pittsburgh. I talked about Buffalo with those live overs. There's some live spots to circle and teams to follow when looking at live wages now moving forward. No doubt. Always good teams and good situations you can look at, especially when you spot those trends. And, of course, with our good friend Chris Otto, he's been a big proponent of helping us find those great uh, trends with teams uh, in terms of live in-game, either sides or totals uh, situations. Now, we're going to get to tonight's card in just a second. Before we do, Alex, I've got I've to put this on screen. Because this fucking fight last night in the Calgary-San Jose game, it was yeah. so good, it's worth looking at here uh, in terms of a, a replay showing. Uh, if you didn't see it, this fight that took place with Dennis Gilbert for the Flames and Jonah Gadjevich for the San Jose Sharks, my goodness, you are in for an absolute treat here. It's definitely one of the best fights I've seen this season. No question about it in the NHL. We're going to roll it right now. And it's Gilbert dropping the gloves. With Jonah Gadjevic. Gilbert's tough. We've seen him fight a few times. Gadjevic, big man as well, 6 2 209 as they come together. Gilbert trying to shake that elbow pad off, finally does. Nice back and forth. Some big bombs. And then Gadjevich with the big landed right at the end that gets the better of Gilbert. Unbelievable fight. It was just swinging. Yeah. Basically, uh, the midway point of that fight right till the end, it was just swinging with uh, both of those guys. And it was uh, absolutely incredible uh, to see. And uh, credit to both of them. Just when you think fighting is on its way out, it reels you back in with one of the better fights I've honestly seen this season and maybe in the last few. Yeah, there's been a there's been a couple of good tilts this year, but that's definitely in the top five of the season. It's a, that's a, a throwback fight to the late '80s, early '90s, right there. Uh, just just you know, no disregard, no regard rather for for any defense, just throwing them, you know, trading and, and taking. That's the the name of the game there. So good fight and like love seeing that, you know. Yeah, it was definitely and a highlight of a, a great it was a, of a great uh, Sunday, a busy Sunday in the uh, NHL. Uh, all right, let's turn our attention to tonight's card for a Monday night Florida Panthers Boston Bruins. We've got Boston minus 190 home favorites, six and a half being the total in this game. The Bruins, uh, of course, and the terrific home record. Uh, 16-0. They actually haven't lost in regulation yet. That's the that's the streak that's still alive. It's the no regulation loss uh, on home ice uh, yet this year. Uh, they beat Columbus 4-2 on uh, Saturday afternoon uh, to get back on track after losing to uh, the Los Angeles Kings in a shootout. Uh, we'll see how they fare here in this one. But the Bruins just uh, extremely impressive, as we know. 
you know, they are already at 50 points as a hockey team this season. Pretty impressive stuff from the uh, Bruins. Uh, but, uh, you know, Patrice Bergeron saying, you know, there's things we have to get better at. I love that m- mentality, believe it or not, uh, that they've got uh, able to uh, able that they're able to, uh, you know, still look at themselves and say, hey, we've got this great record. We're doing a great job, but we can always get better. We can always improve. And definitely uh, you got to applaud the attitude of Bergeron saying we're not getting complacent yet. We're going to keep trying to get better. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Linus Allmark has been great in net. Uh, what I like about the Bruins is it's not just all been dependent on the perfection line. Talking about, of course, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. We know they've been the straw that stirs the drink the last few years for the uh, Boston Bruins. No question about that. But you look at how Taylor Hall's got 25 points and 13 goals in 30 games this year. You look at how David Krejci, back from a little sojourn over in his homeland of Chechia, back now in the NHL, with nine goals, 23 points in 25 games. He's almost a point-per-game player this year. Jake DeBrusque's been solid, 29 games, 23 points, 11 goals from him. You're getting other players stepping up as well. That's made a, a huge difference for the uh, Bruins. The power play has been really dangerous uh, all season long. They score twice with the man advantage against Columbus, uh, against the Florida Panthers. We'll see if they can keep it up that way because Florida's penalty kill uh, so far uh, on the uh, season uh, hasn't been always consistent. So could be another one of those matchup situations here. Third power play versus the 17th penalty kill uh, in the NHL. So again, if you're going to bet Bruins props, uh, look at the power play category. Look at those power play props because you're simply going to get better prices in those kind of situations. No question about that. Panthers, by the way, Spencer Knight, the big news is he's back. He'll be in net tonight for the Florida Panthers. Couldn't come a moment too soon. I've seen enough of goalie Bob. He is what he is. He can give you one good start every three or four, but that's the ratio. You know, it's one one good start every three or four out of goalie Bob, and then the rest are mediocre or porous. You know, that's simply been what it is. Uh, they do have a bunch of injuries at the center ice position. Lindell and Barkov also out for the uh, Florida Panthers, which is a shame. I'm getting concerned, honestly, uh, about Barkov uh, because, you know, he was injured for a bit there a few weeks ago, missed six games, late November, early December, and now he's got that same lower body injury bothering him again. You know, this is not what you want to see for a Florida team that needs that guy out on the ice. And the first thing I always think of, Alex, with him out is as much as they miss his offense, they miss his two-way presence. They miss his face-off prowess. They miss his great defensive ability away from the puck. So, And, and you look at those results without um, – Without Barkov in the lineup, 5-4-4-3-6-2-5-1-5-1-5-2. I mean, it was over Belusa, uh, essentially, with uh, Barkov out. So I'd lean that way in this game, uh, over 6.5 here a little bit. But I'd probably gravitate more toward possibly a Boston team total, uh, over 3.5, minus 120 in this game. Uh, you know, I know Knight being back is significant, but the loss of Bark, and he's, it's, it's still his first game back in a long time. Is he going to be, you know, on top of his game at his absolute best form? Not so sure. That's not always the case with players that have been out for the period of time that Spencer Knight uh, has been out for the Panthers. Like we're talking about a guy that hasn't played in two weeks, you know, so keep that in mind. And it's also worth noting with Knight, he did give up three or more goals in three of his last five starts before getting injured. So I think the Boston team total might be worth a look. I'm close to pulling the trigger on that and Alina full game over as well, simply because when you look at the Panthers and the way they've trended in their game totals without Barkov, they've been an over machine. 
And it doesn't hurt either that the two previous meetings this year with the Panthers against the Bruins, they both went over the total as well with 5-3 and 5-2 final scores. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Florida and Boston. Yeah, this is one I like the over, but I'm going to wait live in-game. I'm going to grab a 5.5, uh, just kind of looking at the trend with these two teams. We've seen 4-2 or yeah, 4 I'm sorry, three, four, and one uh, the last eight. But if you were just at the five and a half, uh, at least two of those unders would have gone over the total. We've been seeing six and a half posted with three of the last four meetings between these two teams. So, like you said, Knight coming back, we don't know if he, you know, how is he going to feel? Is he going to be, you know, fully uh, acclimated and, and get back to the, the kind of top level that we've seen him play at the beginning of the year at times? Also, this is his return back to Boston, you know, BC guys. So, That'll be, I'm sure you'll have friends and family in the stands as well. I just feel like this could be a back and forth game. These are two teams that, you know, Atlantic division rivals. Uh, you know, I thought Florida was going to be one of the stronger teams in the Atlantic and Boston would be, you know, on their way down. These two have pretty much flip-flopped from what I thought uh, heading into October. So this will be a fun one to watch. I think it goes over, but I say wait and grab a better number in game. Yeah. Someone mentioned Tomas Noshek. You're right about him. He has actually percolated offensively of late for the uh, Boston Bruins. And it's not like he's getting a top six forward role on this group consistently, but, you know, more and more, you know, he's starting to make an impact. Like he's been generally a third and fourth line player uh, all season for the uh, Bruins, but he's been shooting the puck a lot. He did get a goal uh, against Columbus on Saturday. There was a couple games in November where he scored in back-to-back games. So, that's another example of just, you know, they're getting third and fourth line contributions uh, from this group. Charlie Coyles had a pretty solid uh, season. We saw Nick Felino, not so much lately with Felino, but Nick Felino, you know, finally rediscovering at least some semblance of offense this year for the uh, Boston Bruins. So, you know, that's what's made the difference. It's not all put on the shoulders and the weight of this hockey team offensively is not all on the shoulders of Marshawn Bergeron and Pasternak anymore. It's been a huge difference maker all right dallas and columbus we've got dallas minus 240 road favorites six and a half the total uh, in this one uh of course the jackets made big time announcements today regarding the personnel for their hockey team and a lot of it isn't good their captain uh, boone jenner uh the big loss for the uh, columbus blue jackets placed on ir and is undergoing thumb surgery to repair a fractured thumb and he will be out for a minimum of one month so they will definitely miss him. That's obviously, again, a guy that can score, but a guy that plays both ends of the ice, leadership in the dressing room. Uh, you miss that, obviously, without Boone Jenner. So he's going to be gone for a month for this hockey team. Uh, Voracek remains out. Danforth remains out. You've still got multiple blue liners out for them, Bean, Blankenberg, Boquist, Wierenski. We've talked about that for a while. Now the center ice position is a little bit short-staffed as well. Uh, already without Tessier and now Cole Sillinger, uh, the young 19-year-old. Uh, he is going to be day-to-day now with an injury and won't play tonight uh, against Dallas. So all of a sudden, going to be some lineup shuffling here for the uh, Blue Jackets in this game. So they've got D concerns. They've got center ice concerns. Their captain's out. So it looks like in terms of the line combinations here, we've got uh, Robinson, Corrali, Marchenko on the third line, Gus Nyquist, Jack Roslovic, Igor Shinikov on the second line, Patrick Lyonate, Johnny Gaudreau, and the most important question with Jenner out, who's going to get that top-line center spot? Because that's the spot that's going to have the value in the prop market tonight. It's Kent Johnson who's going to get that opportunity. And I like the move. I actually like that this is the guy they picked to be the top-line center. The question is, is he ready for it? Because when you're a top-line center, man, there's a lot expected of you. There's a lot asked of you. 
you know, and you're going up against obviously the top checking line and the top defensive pair of the other team is a young 20 year old kid like Kent Johnson ready to handle it. You know, that's a big ask for a young kid like that, but he's talented. He's skilled. I think he's played some solid hockey this year for the uh, jackets. Uh, and I think he's, I think he's going to be as good a choice as you could possibly make for this uh, opportunity. If you're Brad Larson, it's not like you've got a bushel full of choices and options. You got to put someone in that spot. And Kent Johnson to me is someone that's going to have a very nice NHL career. He's got six goals, eight assists uh, on the season for the uh, jackets. Uh, I like that uh, choice. And I think he's probably going to be worth a look in terms of points. Like if someone's going to score for Columbus and you got to be careful because it's not like this team has been lighting the lamp, you know, offensively of late, they've been, uh, struggling to score goals here the last several games, Columbus, you know, at two goals against Boston on Saturday, basically their high watermark over the last three games. But if someone's going to help get the offense going along with Goudreau and Lyonnais, I think Kent Johnson will factor into that. So if you look at Kent Johnson's props tonight, moving on up to the top line, I mean, you can get plus 390, honestly, on him to score a goal tonight. Plus 390 is on the top line center spot just to get a point. Think about this with Goudreau and Lionate, probably the two most skilled, talented forwards on the team, just to get a point for uh, Kent Johnson tonight is plus 130. So, you know, it's it's great prop value on him tonight, in my opinion, in this game. Although it won't be an easy assignment. They're facing a stingy Dallas team. Jake Ottinger confirmed in net. Jackets aren't scoring goals right now. Like I said, three goals in the last three games combined. But I still like the Johnson props tonight. Dallas lost to uh, Carolina. Uh, in overtime Saturday night, 5-4 in their last game. They have owned Columbus, though. They've won four of the last uh, five meetings uh, between these uh, two teams. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get involved in this game sidewise or totals-wise. It's just I don't want Columbus, but I don't want to lay this kind of number with Dallas. More than anything, I'm going to look towards some props in this game. And like I said, the top of the list would be Kent Johnson moving up to that number one center spot for the Jackets. Point prop, goal prop, laden with value, laden with value in my opinion what do you think here alex stars and jackets yeah i'm gonna go under six and a half laying a dollar 20 here uh jake ottinger and tarasov i mean for what it's worth he's done fairly well Ottinger is definitely a goalie that i feel confident in backing with an under and like you said columbus hasn't been scoring uh having in injury issues now with jenner being out for a month dallas doesn't really need to you know crank it up and, and win this game seven nothing they could easily coast and get this a three nothing three one kind of a game. I think there's some good value there, but also look in the fact that Dallas they've won four of the last five meetings, but they've lost eight of the last ten in Columbus. So that on top of also Columbus seven and one the last eight to the under uh, with a day of rest. This feels like it could be a kind of a slow and boring game. So I'll go under six and a half for this. All right. I, I, honestly, I'd lean that way too. And you know, I'm not Mr. Under. Everybody knows that. I'm not a big under guy, but I will lean an under and I will say, I think this goes under when I think it makes sense. And this one does. I mean, you got two goalies, Ottinger and Tarasov's the best they've got this year, Columbus. Yes. And the stats bear that out. He's been better stat-wise than Corpus Salo, and he's certainly been better than Merzlikens, uh for the uh, Jackets. So you definitely uh, can't... Uh, rule that out that uh, he could go in there and play uh, pretty solid for them. Oh, I forgot to mention this in the Florida game. My guy, I mean, I've got the friggin' Listerine nickname after him too, and I didn't mention him. He's moved up to the top line center spot for the Panthers tonight. E2, Cool Mint Listerine, and 
uh, for them. Uh, I think there you go. There's another situation, just like with Kent Johnson here for Columbus tonight. Uh, Take advantage of these situations. I think they are uh, worth a good look here in terms of value-laden player props and point goal, either either or both, uh, because you know they're going to get the ice time. They're playing with the best players on the team, top line, tons of more minutes, more opportunity. Uh, definitely worth a look. Johnson's going to be on the number one power play unit. Uh, Lusterinen uh, is going to be on the second power play unit tonight for Florida. So those two guys, again, are just – that's where the value is. Guys moving up the lineup, and they're both top-line centers for their teams tonight. Great opportunities there. All right, Detroit and Washington. We've got Washington minus 170 uh, home favorites in this game. The total six uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this one here with the uh, Red Wings and the uh, Capitals. Uh, Washington, I'll tell you what, uh, you could see it in the game against Toronto on uh, Saturday night. They beat the uh, Leafs, of course, 5-2. to two. Uh, Capitals bouncing back from a tough loss against Dallas, where quite honestly, it was stolen uh, by uh, Jake Ottinger that game. I thought the uh, Capitals played well enough to beat Dallas, but Ottinger was sensational. They bounced back. They beat Toronto 5-2 on Saturday night. And yet Ovi stays out of the scoring uh, for uh, the uh, Capitals in that game held without a point, no goals, no assists. So he ends up stuck on 800 following that game. But you could tell Alex watching that game, they're feeding Ovechkin the puck as much as humanly possible. I mean, it's just whenever number eight is on the ice, you try to get him the puck. And this could be one of those nights where you get involved in some OB props. How many games has he gone with, you know, being held scoreless two games in a row? I'm just going to look at his game by game uh, numbers here this year. So the, he did have a, a a streak there of two games in a row, December 3rd and 5th without a point against Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, and then, of course, he had two goals against Philly. And then he had a, a game with uh, no points uh, before that against Vancouver. He had two points the next game. Bottom line is he doesn't go multiple games in a row without a point. So this yeah. could be the night the uh, dam bursts. And I think tonight especially they want to get him to 801, 802 because I believe they're heading on the road, Washington. After this game, I just want to double check. Yeah, they're in Ottawa. They do come back home, actually, for Winnipeg. Final game before the uh, Christmas break. But the bottom line is they want to try to uh, get him, I think, a couple of goals tonight. And they might be able to. I think the over's worth a look tonight, honestly, in this Red Wings and uh, Capitals game. Washington's actually started trending that way here. During the win streak, a big part of the reason why they've been winning is the offense has started to come to life. Four, four, five, seven, and five. Those are the goals scored by the Capitals here in uh, five of their last six games. And, and I think a lot of it is this push to get Ovi as many goals as possible uh, right now. So this is probably a Capitals team total over or full game over split. It, it is bothersome that I'd have to go against Huso because he's been you know, a top 10 goalie and goal saved above average this year. No question about that. But he is off a rough showing against Ottawa uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, didn't play well in that 6-3 to three loss. Maybe the also fear that he might bounce back, but I think Washington at home with the way they've got their offense going, even in fear of a, with fears that the, that you might get a Huso bounce back, I would look still Capitals team total over, full game over split. Lindgren, by the way, as expected, once again in net with Kemper still out. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Detroit, Washington? Yeah, the only thing I'm looking at here is Ovechkin's uh, point total. I like over one and a half points. You can find plus 170 at BetMGM, plus 181 at Online. Uh, so I got that plus 181. And I think what we're going to see now until he reaches 801 and 802, we could obviously they're going to be feeding him the puck, but you know, he's going to be covered. Every team in the league knows, you know, 
to get into his office now. They don't want to be the team to get scored on, especially not Detroit. You know, you break tying and breaking Gordy Howell's record of, of all people. Uh, this is certainly the team that they uh, would not want the, that record to come against them. But the thing is, it might open up the rest of the ice for some of the other players. And that's why I'm not going for a goal prop. I'm going for the points prop because maybe he gets, uh, you know, the puck and all of a sudden he's got a teammate wide open on the other side of the ice. He crosses over for a pass and gets the assist. So he's still cash out of the way. So plus 181, I think there's great value tonight to go over one and a half points. Like you mentioned, when he's held scoreless for one or two games, that usually doesn't continue on much longer than that. It's true. I mean, if it, it's it doesn't have many uh, consecutive games without a point. Now he's had slumps, but I'm telling you what, slumps have been very few and far between in the great career of Alex Ovechkin. So yeah, the point prop makes a lot of sense. And again, you'll get over one and a half at a very good uh, plus price uh, tonight in this uh, game. Uh, that is a good point about uh, uh, Kemper. Uh, Kemper is off the injury list. You know, he's he's out for the game tonight, but he is available. You're right. He is healthy enough to start if he if. Peter Laviolette decided to, but look, Laviolette's going to go with Lindgren one more time. Why not? Lindgren's been very good. Lindgren's been way better than anyone had any right to expect uh, with uh, the injury to uh, Kemper, and you got to give him credit for that. Uh, playing some great uh, goaltending, giving them some great goaltending right now, no question about that. Uh, all right, uh, next up, we've got uh, not Islanders abs. That's later. This is the game next up. Edmonton and Nashville. We've got uh, even money here, minus 110 both sides, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Oilers and Predators. Uh, these teams have met a lot uh, of late. There's no question about that. Uh, I think this is going to be their third meeting in the last uh, couple of months. Uh, they played November the 1st. Edmonton won seven to four. Uh, Edmonton beats Nashville again, six to three, just a week ago. Uh, in Nashville, and now they're playing once again here in Nashville. His short turnaround revenge for Nashville, but is Nashville a team you want to back right now? I don't know. Not a team I really want to back right now, I'll tell you that. Six straight losses, can't put a puck in the ocean. We've talked about that during this losing streak. I mean, they, they, their offense really has gone ice cold. 2-2-0, two, 3-1-1. Two, one, one. One, three is their high watermark, and it came against Edmonton in that 6-3 loss. Uh, last week, it's the most goals they've scored in a game during this six-game losing streak. You know, a grand total of uh, nine goals uh, in their last six games. That's just not going to get the job done. Uh, and Nashville, it's just the collectively, the lineup hasn't been very good uh, for the uh, Predators. Will the offensive woes continue here? Because you've got the offensive woes of the of the Predators versus the, uh, the, the parting of the Red Seas, known as the goal crease, courtesy of Jack Campbell all season long. So something's got to give uh, here in this game. The struggling offense of the Predators versus the struggling, almost shattered confidence at this point of Jack Campbell. Now, Jack was in net the last time they played Nashville. He was in that game, uh, 6-3, that they won in Nashville last week. And he played solid. He was good, actually. 32 saves, th three goals allowed. That's pretty good. But they gave him a lot of uh, offense. They got six goals for him. We have to remember that. Uh, will he be able to sustain? Well, do a, a play that well again, facing the Preds second uh, time in a row. We'll have to uh, wait and see on that. I think too, this is the right time to see. I think if Jack Campbell wins tonight, honestly, Jay Woodcroft's going to give him the next start because I think you know all of a sudden you know you've lost you know a couple of games in a row here against St. Louis and Anaheim with uh, Skinner, Stuart Skinner in that. Not that it was his fault by any stretch of the imagination, but it's another opening here. For Jack Campbell, carpe diem here, my friend. You know, seize the day here. You've got a chance maybe to get a much greater, strong, uh, 
foothold on your starting job back and maybe more starts in the near future if you put get the job done tonight and play well. So let's see what Campbell brings to the table here in this one. Uh, I would I would only look Oilers and over, but I, I don't know if I want to take over six and a half with a Nashville team that can't put the puck in right now. But I don't want Nashville. I don't want Nashville. I'm a little bit leery because, you know, they're trying, Nashville doesn't want to lose two in a row in a week span, one week span to the same team on home ice. But they're Edmonton's still, I think, a little more trustworthy team than them. And certainly the way Edmonton came off the ice after Lucas Dostal stole the game, stole two points for Anaheim that night. I saw McDavid just rush right off the ice. And I saw Dreisaitl swing his stick there. It almost hit Louis DeBrusque. Louis DeBrusque is ice at the ringside reporter there between the benches for the Oilers games locally uh, in Alberta on Sportsnet. That stick of Dreisaitl almost hit him in the head. That's how angry he was. I don't, that's how close he came to hitting Louis DeBrusque. I mean, he was not happy. And it was because, look, we did everything we could. We peppered this guy with tons of shots. And we lose that game to a lowly Anaheim Ducks team. It was angering for Edmonton to lose that game. And you'd think they're going to come out with fire and brimstone tonight. So I'd only look Oilers in this one. Uh, Alex, Oilers, Predators. Yeah, I'm looking Oilers team total over three and a half. I got it at minus $1.10. I'm seeing it as high as, or as well, dropping now to plus $1.10 if you shop around. Uh, if you look at this, the history, the last eight uh, meetings, Oilers have won all eight. 4 2, 3 2, 8 3. 5-2-3-2-4-0-7-4-6-3. All high-scoring affairs. Like you said, this is a national team. You can't trust them to be part of the over equation. But Edmonton, this is a team, just like we said with Ovechkin, if you hold him down a couple of games, he's going to bounce back. Well, this Edmonton Oilers team, you get, you get 50 shots and you lose the game. That's not going to happen too often. and They're going to be frustrated about that. They're going to be firing uh, ad nauseum in this contest, and I think we're going to see quite a few goals here. So three and a half. Uh, at a plus price or anything, anything a dollar twenty or, or better, I say fire away with the the team total over on the Oilers. All right, fire away with the uh, team total here on the Oilers, which is over three and a half. And again, you're talking about a plus price here, right around even money uh, in some spots with the uh, Oilers over three and a half here uh, in this game against the Preds. The chat is saying it. It has to. It has to be said. It is true. Leon Dreisaitl just destroys the Nashville Predators for some reason. I can't explain why it is. It just There's certain players that just, when they play a certain team, they just have their number. And with Dreisaitl against Nashville, I mean, it's unbelievable. Dreisaitl uh, against the Predators this season, had, or actually on uh, in his last 10 games against Nashville, Dreisaitl has 20 goals and 10 assists, 30 points. 30 points in 10 games against Nashville. That's one player. Leon Dreisaitl with 30 points against the Nashville Predators in the last 10 games he's played them. So how do you not have a Dreisaitl prop of some kind, goal and points prop, over one and a half? I mean, you pretty much have to look at it here with those kind of numbers uh, going into this game here with the Oilers and the uh, Predators. Soros, by the way, confirmed in net here for the uh, – uh, Nashville Predators. I think there was one prop, too, that I was interested in. I think did we have someone moving up the lineup tonight for Edmonton. I thought we did. No, no, we don't. But Warren Fogel's come back. I think he might be a little undervalued here. Yamamoto's going to get going at some point. Nugent Hopkins, was Hyman's rolling. Hyman, you know, Hyman and Dreisaitl points props tonight with McDavid. They're both worth a look, in my opinion, here. And as far as Nashville goes, you want to probably stay away from props with them until they show that you know, that they can score. Uh, that being said, uh, I will say this about them. Uh, they're moving Cody Glass up to the second-line center spot. 
So if you want to take a flyer on someone that's going to have an opportunity up the lineup, that could be your guy for the uh, Predators, Cody Glass, on the second line center spot tonight. Uh, all right, we're going to get back to the second half of the Monday card, breaking it down right after we hear from our great sponsors, Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. To get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. Back to the show. All right, next up here as we continue along, we've got the New York Islanders and the uh, Colorado uh, Avalanche. It is Colorado minus 150 home favorites here, five and a half the uh, total in this one. I mean, the odds makers are figuring this out in a hurry when it comes to the uh, Colorado Avalanche right now that uh, as they're gradually trying to work their way back from injury, and I mean gradually, they've drastically altered their playing style. Uh, I mean, we are talking about a team right now that is definitely – uh, you know, at the moment, you know, trying to play a tighter, more compact style of hockey, lower scoring, tighter checking till they get everybody back, especially till they get Nate McKinnon back, who is, of course, the main uh, cog that still remains out for the uh, avalanche. They are starting to get some of their guys back, though, which is good. Evan Rodriguez just recently came back uh, from injury. You know, they're still without Josh Manson and Bo Byram uh, on the uh, blue line. Uh, they're still out for the uh, Avalanche, but slowly but surely the pieces are coming back. Lekanen and Nachushkin, uh, you know, returned uh, just uh, recently for the uh, Avalanche as well. Uh, they're hoping at some point to have Landeskog uh, back. He's making progress and recovery uh, from his knee surgery. They're hoping sometime in the new year uh, he'll be able to return. So things are getting a little bit better from a health standpoint right now. Uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. This one's tricky for me, Alex, because the Islanders showed against Vegas on Saturday, and I took them at the plus price against the Golden Knights. They can rise up and beat quality teams when they play their best, and they showed at 5-2 against the Golden Knights. Uh, a very good performance from the uh, Islanders in that game, who are suddenly, by the way, a 5-1 and one over team in their last six games. I don't know if that's going to continue tonight. The Avalanche have gone under uh, in six straight games going into this uh, game tonight against the Islanders. The one thing that I lean Islanders right now, no question at the plus price, but the one thing that I'm hesitant about is the fact that Colorado, you know, basically copped up a game in the third period or earlier this year when they played the Islanders in Long Island late October, lost that game by a score of five to four. Uh, really, it was a game that they were up, I believe it was uh, three to one going into the third period. And if I'm not mistaken, they actually made it four one. And then all of a sudden, it just was a literal avalanche against Colorado four goals unanswered by the Islanders and they came back to win five four uh, in that game those are the kind of losses that stick in your mind like it's I don't I, I think revenge angles are often overrated but that one means something when you have a 4-1 lead like that Colorado in that game and you piss it away and you lose five four so I'd expect a pretty good performance from Colorado and remember it's an avalanche team that is also uh you know 
trying to get some kind of footing going. They played a little bit better, too. The three of the last four they've won. The only loss was against a Buffalo Sabres team that I thought was in a good spot that night when the Sabres played the Avs. So we'll have to wait and see. But I lean Islanders, but I, I think I might sit this one out, uh, honestly. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Islanders, Avs? Yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward a live over with this. And I know five and a half. That's a, a wonderful number when usually, uh, especially when you're talking about Colorado. It's probably the first Colorado five and a half we've seen in years. But with that being said, I want to wait and just get this drop to four and a half because they are still dealing with the injury issues. We know how the Islanders can play. We know this, this could easily be kind of one of those uh, tight, you know, uh, hard checking kind of games. We may not see a lot of scoring. So four and a half, and I won't be waiting for a plus price. I'll try and grab this at a dollar ten, dollar fifteen. Uh, somewhere in, in that pick'em range. I think that's the, the way to attack this game tonight. I can see us being 3-2 either way. Definitely looking at live betting here, Alex, and this one here between the uh, Avalanche and the Islanders. Uh, in terms of uh, – I didn't really see a whole lot with the uh, prop market for this game, although I will say this for the uh, Islanders. Definitely they have perked up a little bit offensively, no question uh, about that. Uh, and keep an eye on this kid. Uh, Simon Holmstrom here, by the way, for the Islanders. I've been waiting, waiting for him to strike offensively because there's talent there. There's going to be opportunity in the lineup, courtesy of Lane Lambert. He's going to start giving him opportunities, and he's shown signs of that lately. Uh, and he finally uh, got on the uh, board uh, the other night, getting his first NHL goal. And this is a talented kid. Sometimes all you need is to see that puck go in one time, and then all of a sudden the confidence flows from it. So don't be surprised if uh, Simon Holmstrom here for the Islanders gets things going a little bit uh, offensively for the uh, Islanders tonight and moving forward after getting his first NHL goal in the uh, victory against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, on Saturday. Uh, you know, you could look at it. Anders Lee has been pretty effective lately. I, sh I should point that out for the uh, New York Islanders, the captain. You know, he's always someone that's going to be uh, capable offensively, but he's started to really pick his game up lately as well. Same with Brock Nelson. Brock Nelson has seven points in the last five games for the uh, New York Islanders. So that's why they're having a better time winning games right now is they've got, you know, the guys they count on for goals stepping up for them uh, right now. All right, Montreal, Arizona. We've got even money pretty much. Actually, Arizona slight home favorites here, minus 115. Uh, total five and a half, six. Again, depending on where you look. If you like under, get the six. If you like the over, get five and a half. And I like the over uh, in this game. Over five and a half here with uh, Montreal and Arizona. You can get minus 120 on that uh, at DraftKings. Uh, I definitely think that is probably worth a look uh, here in this one. Again, you've got two teams that are, uh, especially Montreal, they've really struggled defensively in recent games. They give up a five spot in that 5-1 loss to Tampa Bay. Anaheim puts five goals in past Montreal as well. The game before that, 5-2. Uh, so a couple of games, 10 goals allowed. to Last two games combined for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Meanwhile, we've talked about this with Arizona, and these home games are going to be something to look at. Do we get more interested in backing Arizona at home? Do we get more interested in betting overs with Arizona at home? It's not like this team is playing that stingy style of hockey that defense first mentality that they so often did and so often tried to do on that month-long road trip that they had they are definitely trying to play a little bit more of a you know push the pace be more aggressive offensively and, and uh, Alex has alluded to the way the boards are and at, at that mullet arena and that's impacting the uh, speed of the game a little bit uh, as well I mean 
you just got to go by the results and we've got data now that points to we've seen more chances more shots on goal more expected goals all of those categories numbers have gone up for arizona when they play at home especially these three these four home games that they've played since returning from that month-long road trip i mean the first home game back was that 4-3 win against boston then they beat philly in overtime 5-4 they beat the islanders at home 5-4 that's another over the buffalo arizona game their first loss at mullet arena since they returned home but that game also goes over the total so arizona's three and one at home since they've returned home and 4-0 to the over uh, in those games. So it tells you right there, it's Coyotes in the over for me if I'm getting involved uh, in this game. And it's not like Montreal's playing with great form at the moment, particularly in their own zone. So this to me looks like an Arizona side and an over five and a half look for me uh, in this one with the Habs and the Coyotes. Uh, Alex, Montreal, Arizona. Yes, yeah, this is a double up. First period over, uh, one and a half land, $1.25. Over five and a half, laying a dollar twenty-five. I, I think I like this uh, spot. I think it's gonna be a good back and forth battle, and we got to keep an eye on the trend you mentioned. If Montreal loses this game, do they bounce back the next contest and get a win? We've been seeing that, uh, like I said, with Arizona playing uh, well at home and beating some uh, quality teams. So this will be an interesting one to watch. I think we'll see some goals here. So I like the first period and full games over. All right, double up time for Alex. First period over and full game over here with the uh, Habs and the uh, Coyotes. Of course, these are two teams, you know, that are definitely good. I think it's going to be just a pond hockey kind of game, track meet hockey tonight. really is. I mean, you got two teams that are, you know, not going anywhere. Uh, Arizona's, you know, definitely been scoring more goals at home. There's been a greater pace in their games. Then you've got the series history that goes right hand in hand with liking the over here too because we've had three straight overs with these teams head-to-head, 5-2, 6-3, were the uh, scores uh, in those games. So, uh, yeah, definitely liking goals uh, in this one. And I think I'll have a smaller bet. I like the total more, just like Alex, but I think I'll have a smaller bet as well on the uh, Arizona side here as well, minus 115 uh, in this one. And by the way, too, with Montreal, Mike Matheson's out, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the defensive plays kind of lapsed without him. He's been he's pretty good, solid defender in his own end. And there's a lot of youth in this blue line. And there's going to be nights where they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off and not sure what to do in their own zone. Communication breaks down, turnovers happen. It's what you're going to get with a blue line right now, Alex, that has Joel Edmondson as their, 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 their veteran. And other than that, you got a young Jordan Harris. You got a young, he's going to be good, but Caden Gooley, Alex, is still very young. You know, he's not going to be great every night. I love the, what Arbor Jackeye has made of himself as an NHLer from nothing. But he's going to have tough nights, you know, and he's only a, a young kid. Uh, Johnny Kovacevic, you know, same thing with him. Chris Weidman's been around for a bit, but he's just a fringe defenseman at this stage of his career. So you're going to have rough nights on the blue line when you've got that six that you're trotting out there every night if you're Marty St. Louis. And I think he's finding that out right now uh, at this point in time. Uh, all right, next up here, we've got Buffalo and Vegas. Uh, these teams already played once this year in Buffalo. And now the rematch here in Sin City, Nevada tonight. Uh, we've got uh, Vegas. Vegas down to a minus 150 favorite here uh, in this game. So we've seen some heavy support for the Sabres uh, in the betting markets here because uh, the Golden Knights opened much higher than this initially, as high as minus 180 uh, in some spots. Uh, the total in this one currently six and a half across the board. I agree, but I just wish the price that I got was still around for our viewers and listeners if you haven't bet Buffalo yet. But I think they're worth a look here in this spot. 
I know Vegas has lost the game to the Islanders the other night. You don't definitely would think they don't want to lose two straight, you know, at T-Mobile Arena. But I will say what I've continued to say about this Golden Knights team. They've played decidedly up and down hockey the last 10 games for the most part. Not nearly as great. You know, I know they beat uh, Chicago, but that's not saying much. Uh, the Winnipeg game, Winnipeg made a lot of mistakes in that game. Uh, they lose to the Islanders. They lose to Boston. They lose to the Rangers at home. All of a sudden, home ice hasn't been great for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas has lost three in a row uh, on home ice. So, it's it's. Remember, we couldn't bet against Vegas at home early in their uh, in their tenure as a NHL franchise, especially that first season. Uh, and now, look, all of a sudden, they're, they lost three in a row, all as big favorites uh, on home ice. So. Uh, I think Buffalo team total over and a money split is worth a look here. Aiden Hill has been confirmed in net, by the way, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this game. His numbers actually aren't that bad. Yeah, When he's been in there, he's been okay. But still, I think Buffalo, the way they're playing uh, right now offensively, the last few games they've definitely been able to get their offense back to where we think they're capable of being. Actually, if you look back even further, this team hasn't had issues scoring goals. If you actually go back the last 10 games – Buffalo has scored 5, 5, 4, 6, 9, 3. They had the game against Pittsburgh, the first game they got shut down, they scored 1. They had the outburst against L.A. in the third period on the BetCast, one of the memorable moments of our BetCast's history, where they exploded for 6 in the third against L.A., 4 goals in the win against Colorado, 5 the other night against uh, Arizona. So this is a team that's starting to get their offense going, and they should be able to. Tage Thompson's been a, just a beast this year. He's been a rock star. Cousins has been getting it going. Paterka, Quinn, uh, Tuck, Darlene from the back end chipping in offense. I mean, there's just a lot of different weapons that can beat you right now if you're Buffalo. And again, Vegas has been decidedly mediocre on home ice lately. And I like the angle here of Buffalo got Buffalo got their lunch money taken from them by Vegas at home earlier this year. That was kind of – there's been, there's been some good moments from Buffalo. That was a not-so-good moment. Like, Vegas went in there and punked them. Let's be honest. And Jack Eichel has a hat trick. He's doing this to the crowd and, you know, basically mocking them a little bit. Now, they they gave it to him, too. I don't want to make it seem like it was a one-way street where, you know, the crowd was giving him the business, too. But Jack Eichel enjoyed beating down Buffalo earlier this season when Vegas went there and won, what was it, 7-3 to three or something like that. I think Buffalo shows up tonight big time uh, in this game. The question is, will it be enough to win? It's enough for me to take them at this price. I like the Sabres, like the team total over. I'd play it over in the full game as well if I had to bet the full game total. Uh, that was a 7-4 to four game earlier this year in Buffalo. Uh, two of the last three have gone over. And there was extreme pace, intensity in that Sabres-Golden Knights game in Buffalo earlier this year. A lot of power plays, a lot of penalties. Could see that tonight. So I think this game's got a shot to go over the total as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Actually, I think one of the games of the night here, Sabres, Golden Knights. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I like Buffalo here, plus 130. I'd even maybe even go a step further and take it in, in regulation. Plus 180 gets some, uh, some big plus value here. Aiden Hill, just looking at his numbers. And, yes, they you know he's won his last three starts, but you're playing against caught Winnipeg in a, in a tough spot. Uh, Philadelphia, they're bad. Detroit's been up and down. Last loss came against Seattle. This is definitely a, a spot where I don't think, you know, Aiden Hill should be a minus 150 favorite. I think, you know, the team has played better around him, but they've had issues, like you said, haven't been the rock solid like usual at home. And uh, like I said, this is a, a bit of a, of a revenge spot for Buffalo, and this is a Buffalo team that I trust in an underdog spot. I'm not trying to lay big prices with the Sabres right now, but I think they're improving uh, game in and game out. 
And I think plus 130, like you said, even plus 180, I think that's a perfect strike point. So arm me down for regulation money line, plus 180 with the Buffalo Sabres tonight. There you go, going for the added plus value there uh, with the Buffalo in regulation at plus 180 here for uh, Alex with the uh, Sabres uh, and the uh, Golden Knights tonight. I don't have to really spell it out what I'll be looking at in terms of player props here. All the players that used to play for their old team, like they're all going to be fired up. Uh, you know, Peyton Krebs might even get going. And honestly, I'm seeing some, I'm seeing some signs of him getting going on offensively. It hasn't been consistent. Uh, he's shown it in just little flashes here and there, but obviously he was involved in that trade. Wouldn't shock me to see him. Like he does have two goals, actually three goals in the last six games for the Sabres. So don't sleep on Peyton Krebs. Uh, definitely when you talk about it, it goes without saying Alex Tuck always is going to want to play well uh, against his uh, former team as well in the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So definitely could be looking at both of those guys. Uh, Thompson, Paterka, Cousins, Quinn. I mean, it's a really good game to sprinkle, spread the wealth, if you will, for Buffalo props. And Eichel, this is one night to pounce on Eichel because he wanted to show up big time against Buffalo. He did that earlier this season when they played in Western New York, and I'm sure he's going to want to absolutely make an impact again tonight for the Golden Knights uh, taking on the uh, Buffalo Sabres here in this, although I don't think he's going to play actually the more I think about it. Yeah, day-to-day we'll see. Uh, Man, he's going to want to play in this game, uh, but day-to-day we're not sure if he's going to be back tonight for that. I was hearing he was going to, or at least try to, but it's not confirmed yet, so I want to hold back on that confirmation that Eichel plays. We still don't know if that's going to be the case. We do know Petrangelo came back uh, on the weekend against uh, uh, the uh, uh, New York Islanders. And keep in mind, too, Mark Stone's banged up. Shea Theodore still no sure thing to return tonight. Paul Cotter, who's shown you a little bit since he's been uh, called up. Uh, he's uh, injured as well. Theodore as well, questionable. A day-to-day injury with a uh, th- uh, lower body injury for uh, Mark Stone. So they're a banged-up team as well, Vegas, right now. It probably also explains why the money's come in here on Buffalo tonight. All right, final game, St. Louis and Vancouver. We've got even money, minus 110, uh, both sides here, six the total in this game. I'm going to take Vancouver here. I will. I'm going to, for one game, I'm going to trust them. I mean, obviously it was ugly against Winnipeg, 5-1 loss Saturday night, and uh, multiple comments. We can't come back home off a nice win and lay an egg at home like we did, and they did it. The same thing they did after beating Vegas and Colorado on the road. I remember they came back home and they laid an egg in that game. They had a 3 nothing shutout as well last uh, week at home against Minnesota. I think this is a spot for Vancouver to respond, show up. If they've got a St. Louis team that I'm not totally buying into them being back on the beam, even though they've won three in a row. Overtime win against Nashville. They stole one that they probably shouldn't have won against St. Uh, Edmonton, uh, 4-3. You know, giveaway in the final minute. They tied it up. And then, of course, the offside a play that they called off an Edmonton goal in overtime for offside. So St. Louis was really fortuitous to win that one. And then they beat Calgary 5-2 on a night where it seemed like everything St. Louis shot at the Flames net went in. Uh, I think this one, Vancouver, I'd look at them. Situational spot makes sense here. Uh, this is an important game for them. They don't want to uh, keep on going back into the uh, free fall mode. And they had won four or five before the loss to uh, Winnipeg the other night. So, Vancouver minus 110 is what I'm going to look at here. Obviously, with any Vancouver game, Alex, and I'm sure you'll point this out, with totals, first period over is never a bad option, full game over as well. But 
uh, in particular, the first period overs, the uh, record with that, just incredible with Canucks games this year. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Blues Canucks? Yeah, I'm like I like both of those, but I like them adjusted in game. I want to grab a five and a half and a plus price for a full game. I want to knock that one and a half down to a plus price as well. Those are the two uh, spots I would be looking at. Otherwise, from a side perspective, I don't really trust either team uh, backing them on on, on, a, on a money line side right now. I definitely could see some goals going back and forth. So I like the overs first period of full game, but I say wait, get better uh, a better price and when and with the first period over, a better number and price with the full game. All right, there you go. Liking the uh, first period over, might wait for a better number and price with the full game over. And by the way, we've got flu bug a little bit with the uh, Canucks, a little yeah. illness running around with Besser and Pedersen. They both missed Saturday's game, and that was a big part of why they lost Saturday too. Pedersen especially, not so much Besser. Besser's had a tough season. Him and Boudreau have been at odds at times, but uh, Pedersen was missed dearly. We'll see if he's back, but yeah, they've been both battling an illness, so we'll see if they're able to return. Uh, and suit up tonight for the uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, in this game. All right, there we go. Uh, good stuff. Uh, that is the uh, Monday card uh, right there. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button if you haven't done so. 200 live viewers on a Monday afternoon. We thank you guys for sure. A reminder, patreon.com slash guys. just $10 a month. Uh, sign up for uh, the Patreon Ice Guys page, our daily betting card posted there. Uh, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, tons of more bonus content planned in the new year as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. Yeah, and also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, you got to hurry and get express shipping if you want it in for Christmas time. But if not, I mean, you know, still have time to get it for after the holiday and you'll, you know, want to head. Stay warm with the nice hoodies. We got the winter hats. We've got caps. We got t-shirts. We got everything. So check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Connor Garland, Curtis Lazar, by the way, for Vancouver on the top line. Uh, big value on their props tonight, in my opinion. Both of them up to the top line with Bo Horvat, the captain, who's been just ph phenomenal this year. So there's some good player prop value. And it goes without saying, I've been Kuzmenko and Mikheyev fans and the way they've been contributing for the Canucks. So there could be some good player prop options to back some Canucks tonight in that game. All right, best uh, before we get to uh, best bets, of course, we've got to talk about our second sponsor, our another great sponsor here with the Ice Guys, and hear from our good friends at Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Ice Guys, that's promo code Ice Guys, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code Ice Guys, you get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0, it takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, waterproof. Same thing with the Weed Whacker, which takes care of your ear hair, nose hair. I mean, nose hair in particular. You know, I'm getting up there in age, and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue. This will take care of it. It feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes. It 
pisses the hell out of me. It bothers me. I need to take care of that shit. This will take care of it for you. The Weed Whacker, uh, make, uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, best bets here to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Alex, I will start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? We're going with Edmonton, Nashville. I'm going Oilers team total over three and a half. Shop around. You can get this uh, anywhere between minus a dollar ten to plus a dollar ten. Anything that's minus a dollar twenty or better, I say fire away with this. I really like this spot. We've seen six of the last eight meetings between these two teams. Edmonton has scored three or more or more goals. Uh, in eight straight, but they have scored more than three in six of the last eight. Uh, this is a team that you just can't hold down and losing after getting 50 shots on goal against Anaheim. They're going to be frustrated. I think they're going to take that frustration out early and often on old UC Soros. Give me the Edmonton Oilers team total over three and a half. That's my best bet. All right. Edmonton Oilers over three and a half team total. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Um, for his best bet. Yeah, Zach, I agree. It makes me laugh too when I talk about that and do that ad. It does. Uh, all right. Best bet for me on this uh, Monday show as well. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo as a dog. I just feel it. I feel it in my bones with Buffalo tonight. Uh, at plus 130, plus 135, it is the uh, uh, best bet for me in this game. The prices come down a bit. They got punked by Vegas on their home ice earlier this season. Jack Eichel just did a tap dance all over the Buffalo Sabres that night, had a hat trick in Buffalo, did the old mock the fans, you know, and did that whole thing. Uh, I think Buffalo remembers that. And to be honest with you, Vegas is right now vulnerable on home ice. They've lost three straight home games at the Fortress, uh, T-Mobile Arena. We're going to take a shot with the dog here. Buffalo Sabres, plus 130, plus 135. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Monday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition. Of the Ice Guys, thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 